Hi, and welcome to The Daisy Take. I'm your host, Daisy Elizabeth. Every Monday, I'll be doing an episode of Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women. I'm calling it Murdered and Missing Indigenous Women Monday. I will have my regular episodes on Friday, but on Mondays, I want to take the time to talk about these very, very important issues. These girls missing are really close to my heart. So every Monday, I'll tell a story of somebody who's been missing or murdered. Today's case, we're going to talk about Janice Marie Hannigan. So let's get into it. Janice disappeared from Wapato, Washington, March 1st, 1971. Her current age today would be 67. Information from today's podcast comes from yakimaherald.com, charlieproject.org, and yakimaherald.com. I found another article, so there's, it's the same newspaper, just two separate articles. And facebook.com, let's find Janice Hannigan and bring her home. Okay, this case is a little confusing to me, and I'll tell you why. Because in one of the articles, it has her missing as, you know, it has her listed missing from Wapato, Washington, March 1st, 1971. But in the other article that I read, she was released from the hospital on Christmas Eve and was never heard from again. So I think that there's a lot of twists and turns in this case. And I think that you have to stop for a minute and take everything that you're reading with a, with kind of a grain of salt, because you don't know who's saying what, um, I feel very strongly towards her sister because she's in, she's in a lot of pain and she's grieving and, um, she wants answers and sometimes she gets conflicting information and I don't think it's fair to the family to get that, but let's get into this case. Janice Hannigan turned 67 years in 2022. And that's what I read. If I'm wrong and somebody knows Janice's age, please let me know how old she would be today. Um, the daisy take at gmail.com. She's still missing. Her case is the oldest active case on Washington State Patrol list of missing Indigenous persons. Janice disappeared from Wapato, Washington in 1971. Janice was the oldest of seven children. She was a sophomore at White Swan High School, and she was a candidate for Queen intertribal veterans day ceremonial in Topish in November of 1971. Janice worried about her parents' recent separation. She stayed with her father at the family's home to take care of him while her six siblings went with their mother to live, recalled her sister, Trudy Lee Clark of Wapato. And in the weeks after 
the popular Veterans Day event, something terrible happened. Janice went to the hospital on December 21st, 1971, where she was treated for numerous bruises on her chest and head. And that's where the conflicting information comes from because they have her listed, they have her listed as being missing in March and then they have her listed as being missing in December. So right then you're getting conflicting information. Okay, this is what the doctor said about her injury. The patient was admitted to the hospital with multiple contusions around the head, has shown no evidence of any headache or loss in the level of consciousness. Dr. H.D. Buckley wrote in his discharge summary, which doesn't identify the hospital or say anything about Janice's injuries. So I really don't know what hospital this was, and I don't really know the extent of her injuries. The confused areas show the swelling to be receding. That's what he said. Janice left the hospital and was discharged on Christmas Eve. But where did she go? Where did she disappear to? I think that's the question this family's been asking for over 50 years. Her mother and father have passed away. Her sister is looking for her. And she wants to find some kind of closure before she passes to bring her sister home. This has been a mission that she's on, which, which I really, I highly just praise her for that. Because so many of these young girls go missing and they're murdered or they're never found again. And I really just don't, um, I don't even know what to think about it. It makes me very sad, but I do praise her sister for, you know, for just keep, she's keeping on and she's wanting to find. There are flyers that say Janice went missing from Wapato on March 1st, 1971. The Yakima agency lists her as deceased on the same day. Clark, who is her sister, said. She says both are incorrect. Now, both are incorrect considering Janice was in the hospital December 1971 and competing in the Veterans Day event of November of that year. A national missing persons website says Janice was upset about the breakup of her parents and was a possible runaway. Family and friends searching for missing loved ones can face a lot of inconsistencies. And the information that they get is not always correct. And even your own memories can fade if you're thinking about something or somebody has passed away and you kind of remember it differently. You're seeing that last person that you saw, but your memory is kind of fading of where or, you know, how you saw them. That can happen. So according to the Bureau of Indian Affairs, missing persons report from 1975, 
Janice had gone with her father to a basketball game in Lewiston, Idaho, and went missing from there. That happened in February 1971. Perhaps Janice was gone for a little while and returned. Janice came to my mom's mind a lot throughout the years. This is what her sister says. She would get her hopes up when people would tell her, oh, I saw Janice walking in Seattle. She's living with some woman over there. Or I saw Janice walking from BC Wapato. All lies, her sister said. Her sister said her mother would cry when they proved false. People tell me to just let her rest in peace. I'm like, rest in peace? Where? I don't know if she's alive or dead. If she's dead, I want to bring her home to our cemetery. That's what her sister said. And that's her main goal is to bring Janice home, whether she is living or she has deceased. Bring her home so she can be with her family. I think every... Sorry. I think every family deserves that. I get very, sorry, I get very emotional when I read about these young girls' cases, when I read about how they're missing and they're not home and their families are out there looking day after day after day, not finding anything. And I get very tied to that and I get very emotional with that. She wants to bring her to Toppenish Creek Cemetery near White Swan. She hopes to bury her near her father who died in 1989. Along with speaking to others about Janice and gathering records, Janice has submitted her DNA to the National Missing and Unidentified Person System, and that's NamUs. N-A-M-U-S. And if you ever go on that website, it's very, very interesting because you can see a lot of people who have gone missing and their names, you can look them up online, read about their cases. It's very, um, I get very involved in that. It, it, it's like it almost takes a little piece of me, every case. And when I read about this girl, she was so young and in the seventies. Um, and it just breaks my heart. She had her whole life ahead of her. If you have any information at all on the whereabouts of Janice Hannigan, please contact the Yakima County Sheriff's Office at 509-574-2500. No information is too small. I've seen pictures of Janice. 
And she just a bright, beautiful girl living her life, you know, living her life for that time. Um, it just, you know, it, it just kind of, it just breaks my heart that she, you know, that she's not with her family. She was 16 years old when she went missing. She's about five feet tall and probably around 105 pounds. And she's a Native American female, black hair, brown eyes. She may have had her ears pierced and has a mole on her chin. If anybody has any information about Janice Marie Hannigan, please contact the sheriff's office at the number I gave you. And that's my story on Janice. And I pray that her sister finds closure and peace. Her family finds closure and peace. And I pray for Janice. Um, if she's no longer with us, that her, her soul has found peace. Cause that's what we all need is peace. And I want to thank you all for listening to the first episode of, of my missing and murdered indigenous women's Monday. Um, I'm going to be doing this every Monday and this episode's a little late today. But every Monday, 9 o'clock, you'll hear of another missing person. Let's bring someone home. No information is too small. And Friday, I have something very special, a haunting, that I think y'all are going to love. I want to thank my sister for that. And I want to thank her for, for her support. I sent this to her before I... I before I, I did the recording and she said she liked it and she thought it was a good idea. And I really appreciate her input and her just, you know, standing by me. Cause if she was missing, uh, I would go to the ends of the earth for her. And I would do everything that I could to bring her home. And I don't know why this case has been so emotional for me, but I, I started reading about it and I immediately just teared up. I mean, I don't know why I did, but I did. And, um, I am with, with all of you, let's just bring some of these girls home and to her sister. You know, I, I praise you for what you're doing. And I do hope that you find closure. So that's all for today. And I will see you guys on Friday. Have a great Monday. Bye.